Hello and welcome to episode 533 of the LeeCast Podcast. I am Nick Thinking Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Aiden's here! I'm yeah. so excited! The boys are reunited once again. The little Canadian is back. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, on this episode, we will be uh, reading all of our patrons as well as two uh, new patrons since it's the first of the month. We'll uh, discuss a little bit of the upcoming damage balance update in, uh, I think, what, two patches from now? Yeah. Um, we don't have any stories. We have uh, a Manscaped ad um, as well as... Oh, okay. We're fitting that one in later. Um, and then we'll talk about... Uh, I think I think we'll do a Metakaiser next week about New Swain. Um, but then we'll talk about Competitive League, including L- uh, uh, LCS News and uh, MSI. Um, we will uh, read our ad number two from, from uh, a new sponsor... Don't want to give it away just yet. Uh, and then we'll do round Spoilers, table. it's NordVPN. <laughs> they probably <laughs> okay, want their fine. name heard at the beginning. Ooh, <laughs> got him, well, Nick. Okay, yeah. Get fucking wrecked, Nick Cooper. It's NordVPN. <laughs> I like the idea of the, the Nord guy. The Nord guy being like, oh, this will be a surprise. <laughs> He's like, this. it's just funny. Like, God, no, please read it now. Uh, yes, hey, it's NordVPN. Uh, and then we'll close it out with Roundtable and Malphite. That's fucking funny. Uh, Aiden, why don't you tell us about your two weeks, though? Uh, my two weeks are good, man. I've been busy, but I, I streamed uh, twice. I streamed once a couple Ooh. weeks ago, um, something I'm going to talk about a little more in a second. And then last night I streamed with Colton, and uh, we both leveled accounts to level 30, um, and we played Rengar Ivor and Cheese. Well, actually, we played three games, and we got it one game because Rengar's banned every fucking yeah. game. <laughs> Is he really? We got to play Rengar Ivor in huh. one game, and, uh, and we, we won, won the one game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like you guys were doing like, really well with it as well. Yeah, I think it's OP as fuck. Also, I, I Colton, I was like watching a lot more stuff today when I was like a little bit less busy. And the the other strength of it is that you can just uh, flip flop them. Like in lanes that Rengar can dominate, you can just play a mid and Ivern starts bush, runs mid, places a bush for him, and then he lanes mid as like a ranged melee assassin. <laughs> so oh like my that's, God, you that's can, wild. Yeah. So like there's some games where you, you could go Ivern jungle, then Rengar mid. But we were playing mm-hmm. at uh Ivern mid Rengar jungle or and our secondaries were gonna be Ivern jungle, Rengar top. But uh it, it was fun as fuck. I, I definitely think if Rengar wasn't permabanned, like we'd just win every mm. game we played as it. Like it seems really good. That's awesome. And I'm yeah. also dogged at Ivern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's my uh third lowest mastery character that I looked up, so uh well, fortunately, yeah, you played, not a lot you played you three do. games on him now, so now he's probably like. Yeah, I guess if you cl- count up. other accounts, I'm sure he wasn't actually the lowest, but on my main account, he's the third lowest. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that was that was fun. Um, the other thing I'm doing, which is kind of a, a bit of a shill segment, but uh, I'm doing this thing because I haven't streamed in a while, and I I do like streaming. I, I really do. Um, I'm doing this thing where I wanted to stream later this month, where. I spin a wheel, and whatever the wheel comes up with, it tells me what to play. Right. Um. So the way I'm going to do it, and once again, a little bit chilly, so d- d- don't stop feel stealing like, my solo queue strategy. <laughs> don't don't feel like you have to like participate or whatever. You can just come, just come join the stream whenever I do it later this month. But I'm doing a thing where whenever I get a sub, uh, I add their name plus a character that they want me to play to the wheel. Same with like donations, <laughs> bits, whatever the fuck. Um, and I currently have like 20 things on the wheel. Some of it's fucking crazy. Like I want you to play AP Gangplank, and I'm like, oh fuck, oh, I hope God. this thing come up. So uh, and it's weighted by the dollar amount, right? So a sub gives me two and a half dollars, right? Right? So like it's worth two by five on the wheel and wow. I have a one one point value of end stream. So I spin <laughs> the wheel playing these games until I hit the end stream thing. 
<laughs> that's gonna uh, be a nightmare for you or it might just be fucking like a one in a 500 chance i just hit it round one and then we're we're done <laughs> there's zero content to get. but uh that's i think wild. it's fun it'd I think be, be so one. good it'd be so good and you <laughs> i'm just imagining a streamer out there like I, I, you wouldn't do it but like they pretend like it's a real spinner but it's <laughs> yeah. just set to go to that and they're like all right guys we did it we we got 500 dollars worth of donos and subs the <laughs> wheels all filled out let's let's spin it and find oh no we got it in stream Uh-oh. yeah I was, I was gonna say that's happened before on like I, I don't know if it's a uh, ludwig stream or like soda popping or something like that but there's yeah. a big streamer who yeah who you know was told to end and stream and then did it i think it was marbles it was marbles yeah marbles is the game yeah. for that but uh i think this will be fun um i i um i'm probably gonna do one more stream between now and that date where i can fill up the wheel a little bit more um just because it, uh, just the more shit on it the longer the stream will go and the more fun it will be but uh we have lots of crazy shit on there and i think it'll be fun um and the other thing i put together which i meant to mention on the podcast but i wasn't here um is so tyler one is in korea and i think we talked about that a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. on the podcast from what i listened to um i made a google form that people can fill out it's pinned in our discord uh ping me if you can't find it It should just be pinned in one of the channels on our discord where you can submit what you think what lp you think he's going to end at and the winner uh, i'm going to give a mystery skin to um so we have already have a bunch of submissions actually don't have like that many submissions because i just kind of randomly did it and then didn't talk about it at all um but currently we have the highest guess is he's going to end 625 ish points uh grandmaster challenger uh by soda and the lowest guess we have right now is he's going to end d120 points um from tactical so hmm. interesting uh, so I, i'm excited so there, there are like different increments that you can like bet on and then it locks out so no one else can pick that um so feel free to like fill that out um i'm probably gonna lock the form probably like friday because he's literally inquiries like gold right now so uh I'll probably lock it Friday, so make sure to go to our Discord, check one of the channels for the pinned Tyler One Thirty Day uh, Challenger Climb Challenge, uh, and uh, put your fucking guesses in. Hell yeah! yeah. Uh, awesome, Colton. How was your week? My week was pretty good. Uh, I've been playing a lot of solo queue these f- past few weeks. Um, I I promoted like four times this week yeah. and you might ask Colton, does that mean you're, you're challenger? <laughs> no, because I also demoted like four times this week. <laughs> um, so we got up to D one and back down and back to D one and back down, then down to D three, then back up to D two, uh, which is where I'm at now. D two zero points, the lowest rated member of the league cast podcast, <laughs> the, the worst gamer among us, among uh, us, among us yeah the, for the kids you know we we got to mention among us for the kids colton i feel like you're the only reason that our, like our ranked journey is even interesting to listen to at all <laughs> i just don't play nick plays sometimes and then colton plays non-stop and he plays more he's plays enough for all three of us combined and he has the fucking success and failures for all three of us combined yeah. all wrapped up in a, a week <laughs> That's why Aiden's win rate is so high is because I, I have all of his losses. <laughs> I, I take them for you because I know that I'll have enough, enough games that it doesn't matter. Yeah. I can I can just take 20 losses from you. But He's not the solo player, solo key player we need, but it's the one we deserve. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but outside of that, uh, still been playing some Legends of Runeterra. 
Um, I played in my first gauntlet. Um, so I, I won the little prime trophy for my first gauntlet run. And then it was over because I, I didn't realize it only had like a day left and I would have had to play through like four times to get enough trophies. Oh, yeah. But like, I guess the way it works is you if you get like four trophies, then you're in the tournament for like your server. But I, I don't think I'm actually good enough to do well in that tournament. I just thought it'd be fun to give it a shot. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's pretty well my week. How about you, Nick? What you been up to? Um, I've played, yeah, like Aiden said, a, a little bit of League. I think, I don't know, like maybe 10 games this week, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I also have been playing Legends of Adventure. I got back into the Path of Champions, which has been pretty fun. There are some characters that are really fun, uh, and then other characters who are like, okay, I didn't draw my Yumi, so I guess the game's just over now. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then there's other ones like Timo and Caitlin that I, is just so fun to, to plant like 90 traps and then go from there. Um, but, uh, otherwise still progressing in Elden Ring. Aiden, I don't know if you listened last week, but I, uh, um, I beat the game, uh, oh, yeah. got the credits. I, um, <laughs> no, you didn't beat the, you said that you used summons, so you didn't beat the game. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I used, I used the mimic tier because it's the most fun, I, I like summon that's ever existed. In it the is game. really, really cool. Like in any souls game. Um, do you know, Nick, I still haven't looked this up. I could literally Google this, but I'm gonna ask you instead. Um, mm-hmm. do you know if when you go fight the mimic in wherever the fuck that place is, you yeah. know, the mimic guy. Yeah. Do you know if you unequip all your shit and then go into the fight, and then re-equip it, if you just get summoned with all, Oh shit. Nothing? I don't. That would be insane. <laughs> it must, it really must work anyways, that way, though, but, right? Yeah. I feel like it I has to. so. Yeah. Fucking trivializes that fight. Jesus. It's funny. <clears throat> or I wonder if it, like... <laughs> surely it couldn't constantly snapshot, right? No. Okay. An update um, with you? I don't know. Yeah. Have you done all, like, the... Have you, like, gone back and done every boss? Or is that what you're going on to say? I'm, I'm working on that now. I, uh... I left off outside of uh, a certain scarlet rotted uh, woman's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> arena. I feel like my, so I, I've just been doing sword and board, which is like, I don't know, normal and boring and, and cheesy, but uh, not going to work for this one. So I'll have to figure out if she's parryable uh, and then get good at parrying or I don't know, get good at dodging at some point. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been fun. Um, I think that's pretty much it. So we'll go, we can get on with the show. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. Yeah. First up, uh, thank you to Her- uh, Harley and uh, GunBunny112 for, for being our new patrons. Colton, you want to take yeah. us away with the uh, the wall of supporters? Oh. Um, I would <laughs> like okay. to. It's all right. I got lens. you, bud. Yeah, it's very loud outside my window. <laughs> Nick, want to trade off again? I'll, I'll help you out. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. All right. Shout out to 50 Shades of Faker, Aaron, Adam, a dorky owl, Adrian, Adrian, sadly not Joshua, Alex, Andrew, Armis, uh, Arsonist, uh, Astus Pasta, uh, Ban Yumi, Beer Better, Bellator, Big Peen, Sheen, Blooper, Brosif, Brother Dust, Chaz, Chris, Christian, Codio, Coin Toss, Dabular, uh, Dalton, Daddy Kaiser, Deacon, Dapper Dodge, David, uh, Decar, Devin, Diggity Daxer, Dippy, Dr. Libby, Dumpy Creative, Drive Forward, Dr. Nolly, Drew, Dr. Herferferfer, uh, Dream Villain J, uh, Dweebo, Mick <laughs> 
Ellie Saga, <laughs> Elliot, Elliot, Inebriated Otter, X Vengeance, Foxlove, Franco, Fritz, Frozen Ninja, Gamer Wolf, Guillermo, George, Gray White, Harry Spanker, Harley, uh, Hexen, Heck and Duck, H Fire, Hungry Italian, Herx, uh, I Cosplay, Gragas. Oh, sorry. I was just laughing at you saying <laughs> Italian. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Did I? Did I? <laughs> like fucking Ryan Glory's oh, no. best. It was <laughs> a hungry Italian moment. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I am 3D Uh Ibra, Iron Squid, Isaac. It's in my veins. Jacob, Jake, Jake, Jamal, Jody, Jay, Pin- uh, Jay, Jaziel, Jeff, Jesse, Jigmink, Jisoo, Joby, John, Jehon, uh, Jonaho, George, Jordan, Josh, Banana Josh, 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 Joyce, Joshua, Josh, sorry, Josh, Joshua, Josh, Joshua, Joshua, uh, Carson, Chaos Reaper, Kennedy, Clon, Amy, Colby, Conrad, Landon, League Saint, aka Matt, aka Jock Lock, Jock Lecoq Grande, uh, Lacona, Levi, Levi spells evil, Leviathan, Little Barnabas, Little Lorian, Literally Gary, Lofi, L.S. Doniel, Lucas, Marshall, Max and Mox, Mew, Pew, Pew, Your Face, Michael, Mkefius, Monty, Mr. Ginger, Muse Guy, Nathan, 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 Nathaniel, Nico, Nidal, Rift, Noah, Noah. Whew. And the last set, Nonscient, Nick T. Knox, Oscar, Orden, Popkish Ivern, Pards, Picasso, Pocky, Practic, Puff Clouding, Purple Play Panda, Quinkles, Raphael, Rattlesnake, Jake, Reckless, Viper, Red Lefty, RJ, Roy, Ryan, 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 S49, Scarecrow Jones, Sejuani's Baby Daddy, Selfius, Seth, Skydrill, Slacker Savior, Stefan, Stu, Stuart, Sunny, Sunny Pebble, T1 Charco, T Hubs, Tanner, Thane, The Last Samurai, The Slater, Thomas, Thomas, Titties and Biddies, T Scott, Ty, Ty, Walter, Womper, Will, William, Wolfie, Wyatt, Zavarux, Zod, Yanis, Yukamaru, Yumi with a Gun, Zorica, Zhoman, and Zyra is my champ. Awesome. Thank you to everyone uh, for supporting us. Aiden, hey, do you great- want to tell us about some Lee Cast news? Yeah, uh, you guys recorded the fucking JoJo episode. I listened to yeah, it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, did you guys have fun doing it? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Hell yeah. So We just um, need yeah. you to make up an 80 carry now so we can have a full JoJo <laughs> team comp. Yeah. Um, uh, it will be... It's already up on our Patreon for $1 supporters, so feel free to go to patreon.com slash leadcast. And if you don't want to be a $1 supporter and you're like, yuck, giving leadcast money, yuck. Uh, I still haven't edited it, but uh, it will be edited and put up on YouTube by the time that it's supposed to, which is one month later, which I think will be like the 25th or something of... Uh, this month may so Hell be sure to yeah. check it out there awesome let's talk about the new news some upcoming damage balance updates question mark yeah so a couple months ago there was a dev blog where they said hey we tried this thing where we just reduced all damage in the game by 20 percent." i think it was 20 percent. yeah um, i think it was 20 yeah and they're like hey we didn't think it was actually that awful the main issue is that tanks are just just become op yeah. right because if you reduce an ath- assassin by tw- uh, 20% damage they get fucking gutted if you reduce a tank by 20% damage they're c- kind of crazy still mm-hmm. um so they are still planning on doing something related to damage reduction it has now been leaked um by the guy who i don't even think works at right i don't know if he works at right he posts all the riot news but i don't think he actually works it's really weird um spider axe um, I don't know if he does or not. Either way, uh, he's pretty well said that it's going to be done in the form of a base stat update to across the board for like every character. 
um, and it's going to happen on patch 12.10. So this patch we're currently on is 12.8. MSI patch is 12.9. comes next week, um, probably around the 10th. And then the patch after that, um, which is going to be like, what, the 24th or 25th or something like that, mm-hmm. um, will be the damage reduction patch. So we're going to see a variety of changes for base stats of every character in the game, probably hitting... Or increasing the armor and magic resist of a lot of characters, uh, maybe reducing some attack damage and values of a lot of characters. Uh, I'm assuming it's mostly going to be like what they did years ago, where mm-hmm. they made it so all melee characters had more MR and armor. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be something along those lines. But either way, I think this is fucking great for the game. I think it's going to completely change a lot of things. Like in a very, the lower the ELO, the less it will change. But the higher ELO, the more I think it will change the game. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree. I um have been vocally, uh, I guess, active in this discussion on our Discord um, where there was a lot of support for just the flat 20% across the board um, (laughs) uh, on Reddit. Uh, And I think that is a terrible uh, way to go about the game, um, balancing the game. So I just wanted to make sure that, uh, uh, (laughs) um, I I guess the game was headed in the right direction, uh, but... Yeah, I, I think this is going to be really good for the game. I, I do think damage is like a little bit high. I don't think it's... We, we talked about it last week. I don't think it, it's actually like damage getting that high in the game like overall compared to previous seasons. I think people are just like so much better about knowing their character and, and mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the build that they should be going, the the skills they should be maxing, you know, playing around their, their power and strength and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, I, it, it is nice to see some changes. Mm-hmm. And we and we had like a longer form conversation about this in Mail Fight last mm-hmm. week, where somebody basically asked the question like, "What, what would you feel about them just like minus ten percent damage to everything, or like plus fifteen fifteen armor and magic resist to every character?" Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest issue is that sweeping changes like that do not affect everyone equally right yeah. if you do minus 20 percent percent to every character's damage you know you you it sounds balanced but it's it's not yeah um and it, and it is going to like you know like aiden was saying tanks are going to become much stronger assassins are going to feel a lot weaker um you know and there's certainly two sides of the coin where you know it, it feels bad to get 100 to 0 by an 06 Talon as like a 5080 carry, but it feels, I think, even worse to be a 60 Talon and not be able to 100 0 like a 1 in 480 carry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it is tough to balance, um, but, you know, hopefully in approaching the base stats of all the characters individually they do things a little bit better you know yeah if they also look i'm not sure if they're going to make any adjustments to like base damages and scaling of abilities or the amount of ap and ad or health certain items give but but i think that's another way you could go about it um where i think a lot of items you know if, if you're trying to lower the overall damage in the game i, I think it'd be pretty easy to, to apply like a generic formula of what's the gold efficiency of ap armor magic resist you know ad all that stuff and then you say like okay we're gonna lower all of the items that have ap by whatever amount Mm -hmm. 
fits that formula. Balanced by a supercomputer. <laughs> yeah, ba- balance the game by a supercomputer. But right, like you know, if if all of the AP mythics and legendaries gave like five less AP, and all of the AD ones, right, yeah. like obviously if it was five AP and five AD, that that's not the same because AD and AP scalings are very different. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you could lower damage by yeah. looking at items as well, I guess. But I, I think base stats is a good place to start, as we also talked about. Uh, for whatever reason, when they nerfed Jinx, prior to that, she had the 10th highest base health in the game. It was insane. Yeah, as, absolutely As insane. a character that yeah. is uh, probably like 80 pounds soaking wet teenage girl. Mm-hmm. There is some like, weird things like that. Like the fucking Gwen one. Like, like Gwen has one of the highest eight, uh, like level 18 HPs in the game, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. It's something like that. It's just it's weird that there's some things in the game like that that just don't really make sense if you think about them. Yeah, yeah, and, and we were we were talking about how like it would be great if they looked at and adjusted all of those characters, but it's so tough because it's like if you adjust all of their base stats, you're also gonna have to change their abilities so they're still a good character, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like if you if you make all the eighty carries have four hundred health at level one, you know it's gonna take a lot of other stuff to make them viable, but you know, I I do think that that would be nice for the game, and it, it probably a League of Legends two problem. But I I hate the idea that you know up until last patch, Jinx had more base HP than like Braum. Yeah, like, that's like, fucking what? crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I I looked it up for the Gwen thing, so people don't call me out. By the way, Gwen has the fifth highest armor in the game behind Braum, Ramus, Urgot, Leona, and Hecarim. <laughs> absolutely wild um awesome yeah that's great so you just want to move on oh uh, yeah i just like just it's one of those things that i think we'll hear more details and then we can talk about that more in depth that being said like i don't mind it no matter what even if it's fucking terrible when we go into this like z- weird zero damage meta um i think that would be fun just to like spice up the game for like a little bit you know what i mean that being said i overall have a lot of trust in riot um, I think they'll do a good job overall with it. I think they will miss some characters and do some silly things. But overall, out of the 155 characters, I think they're going to nail like 140 of them, 140 mm-hmm. plus of them. You know what I mean? And the other like 15 or so, it's probably going to make them 10% stronger than they were, if 20, 10% weaker than they were. And they probably will be like really, really strong for a couple weeks or really, really weak for a couple weeks. But um, overall, I, I, fucking changes like this. I'm so happy they're willing to even consider doing something like this. Like, yeah, that's I, I definitely awesome. think it's the right way to go. Like the, the meta has been a little stagnant for a while, so it's nice to it'll be nice to mix it up, even if it doesn't go according to plan. At yeah, least it's initially. Great. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Let's talk about Manscaped. For sure. Now, guys, we're we're getting into May, first episode of May. You know what that means, right? It means no. we're officially into Smooth Boy Summer. Shave Uh-oh. Boy Summer? Smooth Soft Boy Summer. I like Smooth Boy Summer. Soft mm-hmm. Boy Summer is good, actually. Soft Boy Summer. Soft yeah. Boy Summer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forget. I think it was Shaved Boy Summer is the one that they put in theirs, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna oh, to yeah, go yeah. with Soft Boy Summer. Soft Boy Summer um, is great. <laughs> and if you want to become a, a nice, soft, smooth, shaved boy, you got to do it with the right tools, which is Manscaped. You can get their premium lawnmower 4.0 at 20% off and free shipping with the code LEAGUECAST. You can join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Now, those 4 million men are going to be out this summer and be soft and smooth. And if you're not one of them, 
you're gonna miss out on all the lads, all the ladies, all the not furries. Where if you're if you're a soft boy, you're you're not into the furries. That's uh, scalies and stuff like that. Instead, though? Scal- yeah, they're because they don't have hair. The scalies don't have hair. No, just like you, if you use Manscaped products, you'll be soft and smooth. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love that we brought up furries in the ad read. <laughs> they're down. <laughs> anyway. Um, with the new ultra premium collection you also get a bunch of additional gifts outside of just the lawnmower you can get things like the shampoo conditioner you can get a nice little travel bag some moisturizer all sorts of great stuff i know aiden's a big fan of their lip balm Mm -hmm. uh, which again if you're going to be out in the sun on the beaches you know you got to get some lip balm you don't want the sand in the sun to dry out your lips because you need no. to have soft lips if you're a soft boy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you can do that with 20% off and free shipping using the code LEAGUECAST at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code LEAGUECAST at manscaped.com. The power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. Hashtag Thank- soft boy summer. Ooh. Hashtag softboy summer. Thank you so much, guys. Hell yes. Um, Boy, are we... You guys want to talk about Rengar Ivern then? Is it time? Yeah, we could we could talk about it a little bit. I don't think sure. we're gonna like go like here's how you build Ivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Build Rengar, but like um, so <laughs> Rengar got reworked a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. and he's kind of OP right now. I think is mm-hmm. what, what this game comes from. And then someone like LS is someone who is a big Ivor and mid liker because uh, he's a pretty strong character. His landing phase is pretty fucking good. I'm terrible at Ivor. I, I know we were playing on Smurf accounts, but like he has a good shield like his auto attacks are pretty like easy to last hit with um he's pretty safe um and then you obviously like game you have like moonstone and stuff you're su- you're a super like tanky support character so the whole idea comes from the fact that if you're going to play it the way the colton and i played it you have rengar jungling ivern mid ivern like can just survive mid and then rengar comes mid and just gets to jump into lane you put a bush down for him and he gets to jump on the enemy and kill them mm-hmm. um but the way that people are playing it in solo queue a lot of the time is it's rengar mid and ivern's jungling and then just coming mid to put bushes so rengar can play like a ranged character mid um Jesus. so there's a clip of, um, I think it's uh, Caps playing it in like solo queue in Korea right now. He's playing mm-hmm. uh, Rengar mid and fucking Yankos is just coming mid and fucking placing bushes yeah. for him. <laughs> no, wow. nowhere uh, is safe. The bushes are everywhere, <laughs> and it look it looks miserable to play against. I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of good mid laners that could kind of beat the Rengar matchup, but like in that clip, he's playing against a Nivea. What the fuck's a Nivea gonna do when Rengar jumps out of a bush and just like one hits you? Like yeah, nothing. Yeah, it's crazy. especially with a uh, with the way Rengar's heal functions. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I think it's really strong. Uh, Colton and I played only one game. We tried to play a lot, but Rengar's banned every game, so we'll probably play some more this week if you're down. Uh, we we have we made two accounts and got them to level uh, 30 uh, called Bushmaker and uh, Bushcat, I think. <laughs> Bushmaker uh, 420 and Bushcat 420. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's pretty fun. Uh, I, I It's also just fun to play with your homies, so uh, I'm sure we'll play a little more. Do you have anything else to say about it, Colton? Like, you can go and do, like, you know, you pl- the biggest issue with us playing this is that I'm like, hey, Colton, we're going to play just cheese. Uh, I'll get it all set up. Don't worry. Here's the issue. He plays both those characters just better than I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah so we were getting ready to start it and he was just like i feel like you play both these i'm like yeah do you do you even play either of these characters at all (laughs) like i used to play a little bit Um, of rengar top but that's about it right like yeah um not that i think either of them are particularly difficult mm -hmm. um you know 
Rengar's got like the you know instantly proc an empowered spell and then use that spell and knowing when it should be like Q or E or W mm-hmm. um, is like as deep as his mechanics get. Um, as yeah, well I'm as missing just the like, like. Sorry for Rengar. I'm missing the like innate knowledge of like when I do stuff, I know I'll have empowered off this. Mm-hmm. Like I can look at it and like, I go, Oh, empowered Q to damage here. Um, but like, I don't know <laughs> if I jump in and throw these things, I'll have empowered Q here like that. And that's kind of where Rengar kind of falls apart for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Like, like if you're, let's say jumping in on somebody out of ultimate, right? Like I know innately that, you know, I jump out. That's one stack. I Q, I throw E, I W and I land on them. When I land on them, I have four stacks and can choose to throw another bola for snare or Q again for more damage. Um, you know, same thing if I'm doing that combo just out of a bush in a fight. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you get that timing to kind of always know how many stacks are on you. I think probably very similar to when you're playing Tom Kench, like you know how many stacks you've applied to the person you know when they start to fall off yeah and you can play around that a lot easier whereas you know people who maybe aren't experienced are like constantly looking back like how many stacks do they have oh they only have two and then i threw my cue now it doesn't stun because they weren't tracking Mm -hmm. it right yeah there's a lot Um, of characters like that i feel like the one mm -hmm. of the biggest ones that's the most simple character in the game is trinimir like trinimir players who know in their head like just it, it's in their veins they know when their ultimate expires yeah. is crazy versus having to do all your normal shit but then also watch your bar for like your mm. timer right yeah yeah the only other thing i'd say about rengar that takes a lot of playing him to get used to is like the <laughs> the buffer on exiting a bush but still getting your jump Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, where it's like, you know, if you don't play Rengar, you're like, the minion's not close enough. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But if you know Rengar, it's like, yeah, I've got, like, half a second after I leave the bush that I still get to jump. Um, yeah. And, like, knowing that range. But, yeah, that's um, about it. I don't have a whole lot more to say about that. The only other thing that I just thought was funny was when Aiden pitched it to me, he just says, hey... We're going to do some duo cheese, uh, and that we're going to stream. And I said, okay, great. <laughs> do you have an alt account at my rank? Because I was 100% ready to play whatever cheese Aiden had on my main. And he says, don't worry, I got it covered. Um, <laughs> and then you I remember like, when you leveled I, that account like a couple months ago. Yeah, for yeah I, I had uh, forgotten. I've, you tricked me, and you said, just level this account. I have a plan for later. But I was I was one hundred percent ready. Just like let's go D two games, D one games. Yeah. What cheese you got, man? Yeah, I'm desperate. I'll try anything. <laughs> I I mean I'll again I'll I don't I don't give a shit in ranked man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm about to demote to plat. Let me get in the Discord and ask somebody to RNG my champ. <laughs> yeah, and it'll work. Yeah. Hell um, yeah. yeah it, was, it was fun i'm looking forward to actually getting to play it more because we got a one out of three games yeah would you guys do the other games uh, uh the first game we did fiddlesticks yeah ivern fiddlesticks so you could stand in my bush oh, okay seed. yeah um, and then uh the last game we played ivern mid and master Yi. master Yi. oh i see 
and their their Vigar kind of kind of style. He dumpstered so us a little bit. Yeah. We we kind of tried to force a lot of plays, and he just mm. put down Cage. I see. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's fun though. I'd recommend it if you have a duo. Like play it. Like especially if one of you is already good at one yeah. of those characters, it it's fucking fun. Like if you're both good at both those characters, I actually think it's like OP. I think it's not OP unless you're good at those characters though. <laughs> yeah. But and if you cool. if you both play both of the characters. Make sure anytime you lose a game to switch and say it's your fault. Yeah. You didn't play Rengar and or Ivern well enough. We need to switch. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Do you guys want to talk about competitive league? I sure do. Because we got some really exciting stuff. We um, actually do though. <laughs> for yeah, real though. Uh, I think, um, yeah, no, unironically. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned on the last show, but the very first game is going to be, uh, what, LCK time? Uh, Tuesday, May 10th, so uh, it's 4 a.m. Eastern United States time. I'm so, so excited. Can... I wake up with the dog at 5 anyways, so... <laughs> I see. So you can uh, you can translate from there, but uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't think there are too many, like, fucking banger lineup games on Tuesday, uh, but then we start going into into Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, and we've got some, we've got some fucking, some exciting games coming up. Um, first, I, I think the, the first, um, the, the games to be most excited for is evil geniuses G2 twice, m- one, yeah. one Tuesday, one Wednesday. Uh, but then it starts to get pretty, pretty interesting for the rest of the teams on Thursday. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, it's, it's going to be really sick. Uh, do you guys have it, any early, uh, MSI predictions? Sorry, you can, you can finish and then we can move on to. No, I was going to say the only thing that I think is like, uh, so it's kind of shitty that the our group, uh, the NAE group, only has three teams because we're just seeing that. Yeah. It's cool because we get to see EG and G2 play each other an extra time. That's Pog. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's shitty because I would like to see these teams play international teams at the international tournament. Yeah. Um, at the, that the being one said, of two, one of two yeah, international that, tournaments throughout the year. That being said, assuming they don't lose to Order, who's the fucking uh, OCE team, which mm-hmm. OCE doesn't have a league anymore because, as you guys remember, Riot took it away and gave it to NA. Um, so assuming they don't lose to that, both these teams go to play plans at least, and hopefully in plans we get to see them fucking play against uh, a better team, like a, like a Korean team or a Chinese team. Yeah, that'd be that'd like be nice. fun. So we get to see a best of five for our region. If not, then we get zero best of fives for our region. So whoa. <laughs> pretty exciting poggers i love writing events (laughs) yeah um awesome uh what else we have have here i guess we've got some uh oh oh aiden you wanted to talk about msi's uh ping yeah you guys talked about it a little bit um it's fucking cringe can i just say that wow okay i think it's fucking crazy i I mean so it it makes sense in every single way because (laughs) So it makes sense yeah, from a it, business it point sense. of view because China is the 90% of the viewer base mm-hmm. um, and Riot, who has sponsors, who they sell sponsorships to probably in multi-deal, multi-year deals or just like a year deal, says, here's what our estimated viewership for this international event is going to be. And guess what? If ninety if you lose 90% of your viewership, yeah. your sponsors aren't too fucking happy. Um, so I understand why they're making it so china can play if it's any other region in the world maybe barring lck um i think they just say hey you're not going to play at this tournament um Hmm. and then if it's even if it's lck any other region other than china they just make them play with high paying versus everyone else who's at land 
It's I, a, I guess I could see that. Uh, it's I, a I, LAN event. Like, why the fuck are we playing a LAN event with 35 ping to accomp- uh, accommodate one team? That's so fucking crazy to me. And it's literally only because it's China. Which, I mean, once again, like, business-wise, I completely get it. I completely get it in every single fucking way. But, like, it's just crazy. If it was any other region, it just doesn't happen, man. I, I think it's, like, I, I do think it being China is a big part of it. I also think it, it it's kind of unlucky with timing where the world is, like, kind of moving on from COVID, where it's not really gone, but it's, it's died down. Yeah, I, I guess outside of China. Yeah, but it, it's like, okay, it's been, what, two years without an international event for... I, I guess we had Worlds last year. I, I We had Worlds both years, right? Yeah. Um, but we, we didn't have, like, a true MSI, right, recently. Um, so I, I guess I, I understand it from that perspective of, like, okay, people have been waiting, like, they're not going to be happy if we cancel it. Let's just do it, and we'll we'll work around this way. But at the same time, you know, it is it is it does kind of suck that teams get used to playing on, you know, a specific ping level for the entirety of <laughs> their competitive, you know, existence, and and then to get it swapped and, and increased to make it a worst experience for most players. Yeah, um, yeah, is is a bit weird. Uh, it's just fucking. It's just so crazy. Like it's a yeah. land event, man. If you can't make the land event you shouldn't be able to play in the LAN event. Like, it's, it's just, it, to me, that just seems very, very straightforward. Um, I, I understand in every yeah, way, but it's, it's just, it's very frustrating to me. Like, it's very, mm-hmm. very frustrating. It is very frustrating from, like, a competitive integrity side of things, and I think anyone who, you know, is an active fan of esports, and, you know, particularly League of Legends, right, it's like, we want to see the best quality games. We want to see a scene with competitive integrity and, yeah. you know, changing the rules to suit one team and putting that team at an inherent advantage, you know, because they have the most fans or that region has the most fans. Again, business decision wise makes perfect sense. And there's, you know, no reason why they would choose anything else. It just, it, you know, it, it feels bad from the competitive league nature of it where, you know, this, this MSI, you know, may, does it have an asterisk in the history books? Because so everyone I, else, like, I do wanna, I don't, I don't, go ahead. Sorry. No, no I don't want to, I don't want to, I do want to point out that I don't, I don't think China, like an inherently the, I'm sorry, the LPL team, uh, inherently has an advantage, um, I, no, I, I don't think, think so either. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to, to like touch on what Colton brought up is like LPL doesn't have an advantage. Everyone just has a disadvantage that they normally wouldn't have. I guess a I would argue t- teams like LCK teams have a bigger disadvantage because it's in you can play anywhere from Korea and you get nine ping, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, then yeah. if you're at, at like a like you're playing Korea in like studio, you're zero ping, right? And I don't know five xing that or 6xing that or whatever the fuck it is um is probably not doesn't feel great i would assume for these no yeah yeah. i i just don't think putting everyone on 35 is an advantage for the region that is playing remotely you know so i do think playing remotely is an advantage from everyone else though do you i think yeah there's like 
I feel like that's one of the biggest things is you see new players go to international events, play on stage for the first time and fucking crumble. Tons of players like crumble mm. playing on stage for the first time, um, especially yeah. at international events. I feel like, and now you have someone who gets to play from their fucking room. They don't have to go to a new country. They don't get jet lag. They don't have to like fucking uh, have new food. They don't have to like sleep at a hotel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And even, even just like, and I know at this point, a lot of it, I think for them has been more standardized, but like, using your keyboard keyboard wow i can't speak using your mouse using your chair and like the position that you're sitting being exactly the same right where it's like Mm -hmm. again i have never played in a competitive league but like i've played in a couple tournaments at land cafes and like absolutely played worse because like i don't know this mouse i don't know this keyboard like i'm trying to get used to this rig as we go um, I, I do think you bring your own mouse and keyboard to. There, to there is a pro player. Yeah. I, I don't. I think it might be. I can't remember what region it is. Um, you think where, who measures? Yeah, they who measures yeah. their like <laughs> distance for their like mouse pad and shit and their keyboard. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, my, my monitor has to be exactly like thirteen inches away, and it has to be exactly like yeah. two inches above my my sight, or, or yeah. you know, seven inches yeah. off the ground, something like that. And all that stuff is, but you, you know, yeah, you're right. That's a impact, but that's it, an it aspect is. that I I hadn't considered is is playing on stage away from. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and I do still think though. Again, I don't think it's a massive issue, but if it was just ping, like mm-hmm. if there was a world where they were in studio, like they they sent them there, but everyone was playing on on that ping, it still is an advantage for China because of the experience and practice of these players where in Korea it's nine ping or zero for land. So every LCK mm-hmm. game, zero ping, all of their solo queues at nine ping, right? So their experience playing on 30 ping, you know, a lot of those players have never played at 30 yeah. ping, right? Mm-hmm. Every LCS game, every LCK game, right? Okay, if they're land at zero ping, all of the team houses are very close to the servers and they're used to playing on 10 ping, 15 Now it's like champions queue, whatever. Yeah, yeah or champions queue even less. Now, when they queue up for it. Again, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, if, if you're used to playing on 10 and you have to play on 30, I don't think it's, you know, it, it's not going to make an academy team win MSI because they have no that advantage. Yeah. But, but I do think, right, that like specifically... Chinese teams play on higher ping and they play a lot on Korean servers with closer to that ping. So like they do have a lot more experience playing with it, which is why it is to me, at least an advantage Uh, again, you know, I don't think it's so big of an advantage that like, if they win, you have to be like, you know, here's your asterisks, but I I could see some people making that argument. It just, sucks that they can't just do it live or it's say just, if you're not here you're not playing i don't know it's just, it just it just feels like it's just a little disappointing i guess is the way i'd put it right it's not like yeah it doesn't break anything but it's just a little bit disappointing um that being said there is a much larger discussion to be had which i don't feel qualified to talk about it but i would recommend people watch the last summoning insight um where monty talks about it a lot where yes riot is not fully owned by tencent right they have they operate themselves right pretty they apparently at least like operate themselves in every way that being said china is a huge player base and you kind of kind of bend 
to the ways that they want you to be because they have a stranglehold on a fucking large population, What, right? One of the biggest things, and once again, I'm not qualified to talk about this, but I think it's like at least worth bringing up. Like, so the Asian games are huge right now, right? The Asian games are coming up mm-hmm. and Riot has kind of fist fucked the LCK um, by like changing the schedule, cha- like fast forwarding the seasons, like slowing down certain parts of the season, fast forwarding playoffs to make it so that you could fit LCK in, LCK playoffs in, have time to practice for the Asian games, have MSI, have the Asian games, right? They like made it so you can fit all this, right? And why are they doing that? Riot doesn't run the Asian games. Well, because China has a huge fucking investment in it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And why is Riot making their leagues worse for something not in their own ecosystem, right? It doesn't make sense. Um, and the, the the counterpoint is the, the analogy of like, um, look at the NHL this past year, right? Um, no NHL players went to the fucking Olympics. You know why? Because it was going to fuck with their season, right? So the, hmm. the NHL, like the, the commissioner just said, no, no one's going there. Because we we need to have like competitive integrity in our season, we we're, we have to do what's best for our own league first. But why the fuck is Riot not doing that? Because they need to do stuff for China, right? And one of the biggest things that's being brought up right now as a point of contention is that China allows certain games to be played, right? They have a list of accepted games that are allowed to be played in China, right? And they con- they consistently add to this list of games. League of Legends is one of them, and one of the games that didn't make the most recent cut is Valorant, right? Oh, hmm. So. It's pretty important to be in the best interest of the Chinese government because if your game gets approved on that list, it's fucking massive, mm-hmm. right? Like, if now everyone in China can play Valorant, the game blows up, right? Mm. <laughs> like, I, I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's fully, like, black and white, but I'm saying there is vent, uh, vested interest in these things. And I mm-hmm. think this vested interest is causing other aspects of league of legends to be affected negatively yeah yeah. for sure it's it's not a closed system it's it's not as simple as a a lot of people i think you know especially on reddit people will boil things down to such simple talking points where it's like it, it is a more complicated issue than that and it again like you're saying you know if riot doesn't accommodate china and you know it's a bit of a snowballing argument but like you know if they get on their bad side enough that you know that that game is let's say now banned it's like great we've we've lost you know 90 percent of our viewership base and player base right like there's no way they can do that well you know if they survive it will be with a massive hit you know you just don't take that risk as a business mm-hmm. you know especially for something as small as this um it, it, i just, just i just like really do hope that they work to to plan things to not require stuff like this in the future it's like mm-hmm. if you want to make sure that teams are available for you know the agent games great but don't like adjust the season mid-season and the playoff schedule to make that happen. You have to do what's in best interest of your own league, right? Like same with MSI, right? Like honestly, 
if they had a discussion and they came to the conclusion, you know what, no matter what, we need China there. We think that this tournament isn't a international tournament without China there because they are the like number one or number two power in League of Legends, right? Awesome. That makes sense that you accommodate them in any way. That being said, I don't think that's the main point of discussion that's being brought up here, right? Same thing with like the whole LCK season, right? Like if you guys re- like, I think the bigger thing about the LCK thing is that a lot of players want to play in it because if they win it, if they get gold, which they didn't last time, by the way, um, you get your military service like um, waived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so there is incentive for players. But that being said, let's just in this world where is, is incentive isn't there for players. Right. Yeah. The LCK commissioner should go. No, we're not fucking changing our L- LCK schedule, our playoffs, all this stuff. We're not f- like making it like super condensed so that these players can practice for this thing that's not within our like confines of our like own uh franchise Mm -hmm. like but i don't know it's just like it's it's just a weird thing i i'm definitely not knowledgeable enough but i think that people should look into it because i do think there are some issues and they are definitely shining through a bit and it's kind of a little bit upsetting do we want to move on to the next uh yeah msi related controversy yeah we can talk about this briefly because once again it's another one where i'm like i'm weird i I think this one's weird (laughs) it's weird and again i like a lot of these things you know we are not the experts but i i saw it i was like you've got to be fucking kidding me so the the summary at least in my, my understanding is that the team from the vcs region was disqualified from msi that because because me, that is. they is it because they played these characters in the tournament and had no record of them on their accounts mm-hmm. they were playing them a bunch and then they didn't play them after okay so all. they 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 were playing a bunch of t- twisted fate and tristana in solo queue etc and didn't play them yes in the tournament. or in this throughout the season they, either way they were playing a lot of tristana and uh uh twisted fate and then throughout playoffs um they didn't use these characters or in the x and three months of time of game time they weren't using these characters so their conclusion was that they were account sharing um and they were gonna be banned so that's, oh, that's even worse than i thought so that's one take um i i do think if that's if that is true and i do think garena as a region is fucking corrupt as fuck yeah. uh that it's insane right like it, it very much is like hey we understand that the other team is bigger and we'll do better at this tournament and we'll have bigger fans and bring more attention so we're gonna send them that being said i also think there's a world in which there's more here <laughs> that we don't know about yet <laughs> yeah you know I, mean? I don't know it's, yeah. it's, it is it's really strange because it's if that's all and it's crazy yeah, <laughs> it seems like a, a nothing like we're really like uh, okay so tf is at, at least always been com- a competitive staple but yeah. like tristana is not very popular competitively like she, I, I can't remember the, the last time she was like meta let alone like picked you know this is really yeah weird. and choosing not to play characters in you know your competitive season or in the tournament i think is very different my my understanding of this was that like they were picking TF, like let's say every game in the playoffs, and they looked at that person's account and said, you've played TF three times ever. Like you're playing on other accounts and doing account sharing, obviously, because I, I you thought wouldn't... that's what it was too. 
Unless that's I what I thought. I can pull up the exact quote really quick. Um, to me, because to me that that would make a little bit more sense to like have a logical conclusion of it to say like, okay, your account's only played this character twice. You wouldn't bring it into a tournament. The fact that they just chose not to play these characters that they played a lot in solo queue yeah. is just dog shit terrible i don't know if it's in solo here or just like throughout the seasons but uh yeah. the quote from garina to them is in three months you guys haven't used Tristana and twisted fate that seems suspicious uh we are going to disqualify you wow mm-hmm. which once again i don't know if there's more there hasn't been any posts about anything more um if that's all that's fucking crazy <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but, that's wild yeah that's wild to me like <laughs> i just like I, I feel like the comparison would just be like, okay, you know, whatever team Froggen's on, if if Anivia's ever open and he doesn't pick it, that team is banned. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? No, that's not how this works. Like, you can, you can pick and play whatever champion you want, but uh, yeah, that's that's a thing. Hopefully we hear more because that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also MSI, so I... Like that team wouldn't have won MSI even if they were there and the tournament as a whole it doesn't matter as much as Worlds that's to me the biggest thing about both of these issues is like dear god can we not have stuff like this at Worlds yeah also the the only other thing MSI that I want to bring up do you guys see how mad people were about the fucking uh, MSI draw <laughs> no um so for the MSI draw, which, uh, as you guys know, uh, is people picking a ball out of a a, a bowl, um, they had uh, Lily Pichu and Michael Reeves do the the draw. Oh, oh um, okay. And uh, those aren't League of Legends personalities, Nick. Uh, Not so anymore. They're, they're ruining League of Legends. Oh, okay. Um, wasn't was game ruined? Medios also there. Yeah, it was it was media. It was, it was supposed to apparently be Medios and Doublelift. Um, then Doublelift said some things about another player, uh, which caused drama. So they, I think they pulled him like last minute sort of thing. Um, so they brought in like Lily Pichu and Michael Reeves to do uh, the draw, and people were upset about it. And I was like, dude, they're pick, they're pulling a fucking ball out of a fucking out of a yeah, dish. Yeah, really, it really doesn't matter. And uh, like they, it's, they it's could weird. have had literally anyone do it. Like as long as the person's impartial and doesn't like have a way to 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 rig the matchmaking (laughs) it doesn't like you could you could pull a random dude off the street and say hey can you can you pull these balls out of the bin so we can have a random seating yeah it's funny and then the other thing that came out of that was uh uh there was a fucking long twitter thread about the fact that like why the fuck are we like paying random content creators to do shit like this when we can be using it on other things which i i kind of agree with right Mm -hmm. um but then what we learned out of that was they weren't paid for it which is even crazy wow (laughs) fucking crazy which once again uh i really like i'm like a lot of this things i'm saying are regurgitated from this recent summoning insight but it's a lot of crazy shit like riot has been known to not pay their casters and stuff that well you know what i mean and put like salary caps on stuff and whatever um <laughs> monty went in on them so um at season three worlds you know the skt original one mm-hmm. uh monty made three thousand dollars casting oh my god uh, the entire event every single analyst desk every single game uh because they told him it was part of his lck contract to do it right um and the same thing happened to 
Doublelift and someone else where they said, hey, no, your $25,000 LCS minimum contract, like the one that Riot gives you, uh, means that you're, you're, you're required to uh, be on the analyst desk for all these games. What the fuck? <laughs> Isn't that fucking crazy? I cannot imagine, like, I, I don't know, doing an event that large and putting the work into it and waking up at shit times and traveling across the world, like, for $3,000. And it's like, he's like, okay, it was good for my career and I definitely would have done it regardless. Yeah. Sort of thing. But, like, the, the egregious one is, like, imagine just telling these players that, like, no, it's in your contract. You have to do this. Like, <laughs> like Yeah. The player making $25,000, like, from Ryan. They're making, wage, a, sh- they're making a shitload of money, but, like, they're saying yeah, that the Riot guess, contract yeah. fucking tells them that they're like, ah, oh, dude, it's just so and fucking. Even, yeah, I, obviously, I haven't looked at the contract, but, like, yeah. even if it is in the contract, putting that in the contract <laughs> is scummy and the fact that the players association yeah. hasn't done anything about it if it is in the contract like yeah. players should be players if you I, want I, them to come in and be an analyst on the analyst desk if you want them to show up as a personality if you want them to do autograph signings like those things at the, at the very least should not be in like your lcs contract they should be in a contract with your team mm-hmm and should be separate things. Yeah. Like, I love Riot. I like I like League of Legends a lot. I like a lot of things Riot does. The one thing that I always had problems with was how they fucking treat their content creators, casters, all that stuff, right? The fact that they got rid of Ovali is fucking crazy. The fact that... Yep. We, we talked about this a lot, and I kind of made it a huge issue, was they didn't sign shocks and give her what she wanted for the first couple weeks of the EU LCS. Um, that's fucking crazy to me. That should be an instant sign 100% of the time. Like, no matter what the fuck she wants, you just give it to her. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, there's, there has been a history of a lot of really, really good content creators and league personalities, analysts, you know, commentators, interviewers, casters, you know, leaving the league ecosystem because of this. I mean, right, like yeah. going back to monty and doa the the face yeah. of season three lck yeah right like you, you know there's a reason that monty and doa aren't in the league ecosystem anymore you know with with shocks and ovali right like if they hadn't you know given her what she wanted and things had maybe gone a little worse like shocks could have just been out you know I mean, right? she, there's she, a reason why she's casting the fucking csgo major during msi mm-hmm, instead mm-hmm. of choosing to cast msi right like yeah like, right and like the, the fact that they could have lost that like obviously it's not it's not going to kill the game yeah um but like that, that that's even on the table is wild um, it, it just very much feels like they would be down to lose a tenured caster who's like a fan favorite because they would just replace them with someone else and they think that would be fine because they would pay them less and it, the, it does, what they bring doesn't really matter enough. Like, I don't know, man. It's fucking, like, I don't think any caster, like, I wouldn't bet on any caster being there in the next five years or next three years even, you know what I mean? Just because I, I just don't think that they would fight for them if they wanted more or if they wanted yeah. to go do something else, like, but... Nice. Anyways, that's kind of my little rant. I just like upsets me because I, I do think that Riot has notoriously done a bad job with regards to stuff like that in the past. And it seems like it uh, is very true. So, uh, Also, I did look up the the quote. Um, it says that they haven't used them in three months. Um, but someone translated uh, that DNS Cry used Tristana and TF mid despite not using them in any game modes or under any registered account. Hmm. So they hadn't ever played them before, 
and picked it in a game and that got them banned ah. or it got them got them i don't know disqualified i guess is the better way it's weird so. it's fucking crazy yeah Th- that, i mean that, I, that either scenario is fucking stupid like yeah, that's it, the reality of the situation <laughs> it's still dumb but i think that one makes a lot more sense the, the um, bigger thing is I can't wait for Riot's statement on it because they're going to have to announce, like, currently uh, Detonation Focus Me is still listed for MSI. So, like, what's Riot going to say? What's Riot? Are they going to say, oh, there was an oopsie whoopsie over oopsie there? Oopsie, yeah. <laughs> a little fucky yeah, wucky. <laughs> no, they're going to they're gonna invite all the players to come over and just call it a different team name. Mm-hmm. It'll be we'll it'll be like the, the ROC in the Olympics. No, we didn't. We, we banned Russia from the Olympics, but all the athletes are just competing under ROC anyway. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, last little bit of MSI news. Uh, all right, last little bit of League of Legends news is just some rumored roster changes. So uh, Maple and MIA are going to TSM. Uh, Maple, if you guys don't remember, is the Flash Wolves mid laner who is fucking sick at the game, like at all those international mm-hmm. events. Uh, he's fucking just goaded at the game. So I'm really excited. He went to LPL and did very average um that being said i think he's still gonna do well in na like i i think he's just gonna be a good player um mm-hmm. and then mia is obviously the the korean player who played for um fuck kt rolster back in like 2017 or something like that uh i think he's still like a really good player i haven't seen him play i'm not sure where he was i think he was in like a minor region or something recently um but he was he was sick um and then uh, the other thing is the Cloud9 has exploded. Um, they've released uh, Isles, Winsome, and Summit, um, and they're rumored to have Jensen signing mid lane. Um, that's a confirmed rumor, so right, they haven't announced it, but like uh, journalists have announced it. And then mm-hmm. getting Sven as their support player, like Sven the AD carry is switching to role swapping to support. So it's going to be, in theory, if this is true, Fudge top lane, Blabber jungle, Jensen mid, uh, Berserker, and Sven bottom. Should be a pretty solid team. I mean, it's it's Cloud9, so they're probably going to finish like at least regular season. I don't know. Yeah. Three. But did they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty exciting. Did they say why they're releasing these players? Um. Well, they, they like obviously it just didn't work out, and they wanted to yeah. try something different. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just. I don't know. It seems like a very like jumping back to the start of the split, right with bringing ls and then dumping ls and then now dumping like two out of three of the players that he brought to the team is yeah eh. it, again it, they're still probably going to do fine but it just does does not give me faith in the organization and the the forethought going on in this organization that yeah. that you know they signed this coach he was running this the shots for months and then they dump him in game three, and then like these players that they ran off, but they're also just like dropping. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's weird to um, to have a. I mean, I, so I think the changes are good. I think their team is is strictly better with with the changes. Um, I, I I guess just on paper, following their playoff collapse. Uh, but it is weird to to have a roster commit to the roster for one split and then change it. Um, but I mean, I guess that's the. Uh, on one hand, that's a sign of a really like strong team is the ability to a- acknowledge your mistakes and not commit to them long term. Um, but I-, I I don't know. It it does seem weird to like you were saying commit and then not and then reverse that. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. They've got a lot of work to do. So. 
Awesome. Uh, I think that's it for competitive league, right? Cool. Um, yeah, next. Yeah, do we want to do the next ad read from North? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so this is the first ad read for our new friends at NordVPN, which if you listened carefully at the beginning of the show, you <laughs> might have heard their name, even though Nick tried to hide it. <laughs> accidentally spoiled. Sorry. Yeah, we accidentally spoiled our sponsor who were contractually obligated to say their name. <laughs> um, but in case you guys somehow haven't heard of NordVPN, uh, it's very easy to use um, VPN service. You can use it to basically reroute your web traffic through one of their 5,400 servers in over 60 countries. Um, you can find one with really good speed uh, in a location that is beneficial to you. So you can use it to do things like watching content um, on like Canadian Netflix or US or European or, you know, you know, I'm not sure what all the server regions of Netflix are, but you can do yeah. that to get access it, to additional content. Wherever you can think there's a server. Yeah, Netflix Probably, is yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you can use it on multiple devices with whatever iOS you happen to be running. Uh, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac, Linux. Uh, even Android TVs can run through NordVPN. So you can, uh, you can set it up to watch your favorite Korean Netflix content thanks to NordVPN. Um, if you want to check it out, you can go to nordvpn.com forward slash Aiden. Is that our link? Uh, is uh, uh, NordVPN forward slash leadcast forward slash leadcast? I was looking at the actual hyperlink, which was not the one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, NordVPN.com forward slash leadcast, which will get you a huge discount off of your NordVPN plus a free threat protection and an additional month for free. Uh, as well as it's completely risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. And uh, I don't know. You guys, I imagine, have used NordVPN in the past. Yes? No? I, I'm currently using it right right now. I, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, yet again, we have picked up a sponsor uh, from a product that I uh, have used um, like in my, in, my personal, uh, in my personal life. It's, it's fantastic. Um, it really is like... Your computer turns on, the program starts, it automatically connects to, to the best server for you. Um, and then that's it. If you want to switch, it's uh, a button. If you want to turn it off, it's a button. You can pause it for a specific amount of time. Uh, the only times I've ever had any issues with like connectivity or speeds is, is literally when whatever I'm visiting is banned VPNs. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think there are a couple like, you know, I want to place an order online and, yeah. um, you know, it, it doesn't allow me to use my VPN. So I pause it for five minutes, place my order and then I'm good. Yeah. Um, and then recently Lost Ark has banned uh, VPNs because of uh, of some botting. Um, so I disconnect it to, to turn that on and then it's and just then super that's easy it. though. Yeah. It's, and it's, and it's, yeah. like you said, very easy to click on, click off. You can set it up to boot up automatically. So you don't even have to do that when you if you just always kind of mm -hmm. want it going mm -hmm. and uh yeah again you guys can get an additional month for free free threat protection and a big old discount on top of uh the free 30-day trial uh at nordvpn.com forward slash league cast thank you guys so much but, but you won't get smooth balls they, they don't do that but you will get yeah. this cool internet yeah you'll get, you'll get smooth buffering smooth buffering not smooth balls <laughs> sounds great thank you guys uh from north thank you yeah 
Awesome. Uh, let's move into the round table. Yeah. So last week's question was um, League of Legends characters drop into a battle royale. Um, who would you choose? Sorry. No, that was the one before that. This last week's question was what mm-hmm. champion has no bad skins? Um, my answer, by the way, uh, would Tom be Orn. Oh, no, okay. Tom Kench has a bad skin. It's crazy. Do you guys do you guys tell people to say Tom Kench, by the way? No. Because I didn't listen to that part of the episode, um, but uh, so many people on fucking Twitter were saying Tom Kench has no bad skins. Which, which is the bad one? Is it is it Coin Emperor? Earth is just fucking awful. It's one of the oh, worst Earth. skins in the game. I see. Um, but like, I was like, fuck, there's so many people answering that it's either A, they told people to say Tom Kench, or B, people are pandering because <laughs> they, <laughs> they know I pick shit. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, from our Twitter, um, so, uh, Randy said, Poppy for sure. Scarlet Hammer might be a little weak, but other than that, they all look good and some are, look great. Fiddle and Volley after the reworks also look all great. Uh, Narcy said, Rel as a joke answer. More skins, please. Uh, <laughs> but for real, all the Kench's skins are passable to great. Uh, Tanera said, as a Lissandra main, I have to say Lissandra. Honestly, all of them are unique and have amazing splash arts. Um, Tom Pabe says, uh, Pike for sure. All of them are at least average. I think all of Pikes are good. I don't think he has a bad skin. That's a really good answer. Um, and then last but not least from our Twitter, uh, Jonah Tech said, Orn has no bad skins as well as Irelia. Dude, Orn skins are so fucking sick. Uh, as well as Lilia, that's what he said, not Irelia. Oh, that makes way more sense. I can say Irelia <laughs> kind of has some shit skins. Uh, Lilia's yeah, really which good. I... <laughs> One thing that Nick and I had a, a conversation during this was all great skins is very different than no bad skins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think those are two different ways you could go with this question is like all of their skins are, are excellent versus none of them are bad also i i'm sorry randy johnson you're gonna tell me poppy has no bad skins randy i think she doesn't have any bad ones uh i i i disagree oh the fucking uh the like like uh like makeup one. scarlet hammer is pretty eh. i like scarlet hammer a lot ragdoll's kind of <laughs> eh. blacksmith's like kind of eh. Lolly Poppy isn't terrible anymore, but historically awful. Yeah, that's true. Doxus Poppy kind of eh. Yeah. From our Discord, though, Soda said, Kiana skin, every Kiana skin is straight flames. Casey Stranger said, Velka is pretty impossible to mess up the ideal body shape. And then last <laughs> but uh, last but not least is uh, Little Barnabas said, Tark has a skin for everyone. Base, purple gems and deep V, same no more. Green, did you see Lord of the Rings? The skin is for you. <laughs> Black, edgy before Viego, makes the e-girls go wild. Pink, look at those fuzzy boots. Enough said. Pool party, I think <laughs> I'm about to drown on purpose to be, to be saved by that hunk silver love fantasy uh but prefer dnd to lord of, lord of the rings we got you too boo those chromos are also top tier <laughs> thank awesome. you so much uh this week really skins. skins are great i'm looking yeah, through them it's crazy that you can just have a bunch of recolors but they're sick because they're different gems in theory <laughs> yeah they're just, like uh, Tarek. i think works really well to make skins for mm-hmm. yeah um next this week's roundtable question though is uh what champion would be the best doubles tennis partner hmm are we assuming that we're playing with this champion yeah yeah yeah. you all right well i know my answer i i read ahead on the question and i i know my answer cheater what's that my my answer is syndra Ooh. Oh, Cintra's good. That's so fucking sick. Man, okay. Well, she just she fun. just grabs the ball and spikes it and it doesn't bounce. Ace every time. Huh. Ace every time. Damn. Okay, well, if you want to try to get a better answer, I guess. <laughs> there, there, there is a secondary answer, Nick, that I think is possible. Is it Zach? Is that it was Oriana? my answer. 
No, it wasn't Zach or Oriana. Huh. The I'm answer Zach, is Yasuo. Because when Syndra tries to do that, she stops it and Syndra faults on her serve. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, my idea is Zach, and he just like spreads himself across the court and like does little like micro movements to like always hit the ball. Uh, so it never like touches the, the court. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to say Shaco because he, there's two of them. Ooh, that's cheating. That's triples, though. Yeah, that's true. Mm. We said doubles. I mean, Unless you sit out. I mean, that's that's part of it, right? You don't know how to yeah. count. That's just part. That's just part of his kit. Nope. That's Nick's just cheating. You, you, you can't, can't even break count the rules. rules. He's not a jack. That's, that's, that's just that's just that's just part of his kit. I apologize. <laughs> if you want to tell us what champion you think would be the best doubles tennis partner, you can hit us up on our Twitter at LeeCast. Send us an email at mail@leecastpodcast.com or come into our roundtable and post in our. <laughs> I do that every single fucking week. <laughs> Come into our Discord and post in a roundtable t- uh, section. That's discord.gg slash leadcast. It's a bit we're, easy we're for maybe, it to happen, huh, bud? We're maybe <laughs> a little bit too mean to Nick. I think we should allow Shaco to populate his clone, but they have to share one racket. Yeah, yeah, that's sick, actually. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> they can both play, but they have to share one racket. They are perfect you can, partners, like, tag though, yourself so, they, out. so they know like exactly what the other's thinking. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, want to move on or, to or or wait 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 oh my god it's perfect oh my god you send the clone over and now he's on the other team so they're disqualified you and every <laughs> oh, you and every match no, no, you, you, you send the clone over to the other tennis, side Nick, kill one of their players and, and now you, you have tell a your plan. friend to go play on their team they don't get disqualified <laughs> no they do because there's three on their side and there's That's two fair. on their side i didn't think about that Good yeah point. think about the numbers yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers, Mason. Um, anyways, want to talk about Zorica's Mail Time? I guess. Uh, I'm Nick, just can you sing the Zorica's Mail Time song first? It's Mail Time. It's Zorica's Mail Time. <laughs> Thanks, Satan. <laughs> uh, Bad Luck Bobby's up first. He says, G'day, League Cast. Bad Luck Bobby here. I've just discovered your show a few months ago after getting dragged back into League by some of my friends for the first time since leaving it behind back in 2016 this is my first time writing in and i want to say thank you for helping to uh contextualize the meta that i've just been dunked into i was an ex-jungle main who quit six years ago fuck 2016 was six years ago uh and came back to find the jungle had widely shifted since i last played i queued up to play and discovered that i could uh pick my role in queue i thought i'd queue for jungle my god this is not the same game. Why is the enemy Karthus jungle actually doing great? Why does the second dragon look so different from the first? Why did all my walls disappear after the buffs after that <laughs> dragon? Good lord, what is Rift Herald? I was wildly overwhelmed and decided to queue something nice and simple to follow up. Shen top lane, what could be more simple? Well, then I spawned in and began to, uh, running to lane. I noticed I had an umbil- umbilical cord attaching me <laughs> to the fountain. It worked out my tanky ninja boy had been reworked. Couple that uh, with... The now top lane bully Tom Kench, who was also totally different to what I remember. Safe to say it was a rough experience also. After that game, uh, I spent some time reading some champion abilities and looking up what characters do now before heading back into a new game. It still took me a few games to iron out the kink, wondering why Waifu Bait Hecarim can lane gank at Mach 6, or why I ripped Chain Daddy in... Uh, why I ripped Chain Daddy... Why in A mid- ripped Chain Daddy, I think. That makes sense. Which would okay. be, yeah, 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 he's, yeah, he's talking about Silas. Silas, yeah, just hit me with my own ult, sorry. Uh, watching an AD carry, I tried to gank, walk to the bottom wall uh, a good five games in, only to notice there's a whole little room off to the side of the lanes <laughs> now got me good. Uh, but now I'm having a lot of fun with League again. 
Thanks again for helping an old dog learn new tricks. And I apologize profusely for the excessive length of this email. Bad luck, Bobby. Oh, this well, is such the, a good email. You got the <laughs> first email. part. You got the first thing down is is apologizing for your email taking too long. Yeah, that's, that's, you're that's you're key. clearly you're clearly rolling with the punches and a fast mm-hmm. learner. But dear God, I <laughs> the the line of like, why is the enemy Karthus jungle actually doing great? Why does the dragon <laughs> look different than the first one? Where'd the walls go? What the fuck is a rift herald? <laughs> I really hate when they added the little rooms to. The- the they added the little the little waiting lounges to top That's and so bottom. funny oh god yeah oh. It, i mean leaks a, a hugely different game than it was i, mm-hmm. I would say probably even two years ago um with it with the item rework but yeah I, I think that's what keeps it you know fresh and 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 really interesting uh is the changes so hey welcome back and, and enjoy yeah i think also you know not not only is it a very different game than like six years ago or even two years ago but you know if you quit playing six years ago the game i think was a lot more stable seasons like one through five i think that the the rate at which the game changes has accelerated mm-hmm. um throughout the years right so, so it's like somebody who started in season seven is used to the game looking completely different every like 12 Mm -hmm. to 16 months Mm -hmm. versus somebody who played like seasons one through four it's like yeah there's going to be new champions but the game's pretty well the same Um, he kind of picked out the perfect era to leave to have the most change in the yeah definitely definitely it's actually being there for like (laughs) six years of like minor change and then missing like six years of major change Mm -hmm. yeah it's crazy Cool. Um, so yeah, thanks again for the email. Bad luck, Bobby. Next email is from Sigurd. Uh, reacting to the base stat discussion from last week. Some fun base AD realistic logic. Um, I know that there are some reasons for it, but it's still fun. As she brings up, at level one, misfortune guns do the same damage as Janna Wind and TF cards. MF guns deal less attack damage than Yumi and Heimer throwing a wrench. Um, they do also have, oh, I guess Yumi and uh, Heimerdinger also have better AD per level scaling than MF. Misfortune gets absolutely shafted in terms of AD. And it's because um, her passive does so much bonus damage. Yeah, it's because yeah. her passive does half of yeah. her attack damage as bonus. Um, so, you know, Still if done. you're weaving autos, your attack damage is actually 50% higher than the number. Mm-hmm. Fucking uh, bringing me back to the fucking days where every episode I'd complain about Lissandra having the lowest mana regen in the game because her <laughs> passive gave her a free yeah. spell. It doesn't, it's not a good passive here. If you're yeah. fucking have to, how your kid has to be shit because of, or the rest of your shit. Has yeah, to be, no, ah. I, I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> that means that at level 18, MF has less attack damage than Sona, Soraka, Heimerdinger, Zillion, and most other champions in the game. Banana doing more damage than Gun? That's silly. Feather slapping Rakan does more than MF Gun, and so on. Um, and the, next, he brings up some base HP stuff. Uh, Draven and Twitch have as much HP as Meganar at level 1, <laughs> um, which is all top 10 in the game. Uh, Kaisa and Zyre are also pretty high up there. Silas has the most HP base at level 18 in the game, except for Skarl. Um, Callista is the highest AD carry 
uh, base, or this is would be health at level 18. So the highest rate he carries is Callista, which is higher than Zach, Orn, Gragas, Braum, Thomas Kench, Maokai, Volibear, and Malphite, to name a few. Um, apparently, Garen is pretty low on the list, uh, lower than about half of the standard 80 carries level 18. And Mundo has the same health at level 18 as Tristana and Kaisa, and less than Zoe and Samira. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Um, again, there are, are reasons for these things, but it's just so dumb. It is really mm-hmm. weird to see it in like in these contexts. Yeah, like a level 18 Mundo has less base HP than a Zoe. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so buff MF. I have no personal interest in that. Just clearly, as you're pointing out, guns should do more damage than cards. So they should buff MF, and that won't benefit me personally at all. You guys I mean, remember back be, in the they day? They are sharp when, cards. You guys remember back in the day when every fucking email was like, hey, do you think, like, fire characters should do more damage to grass <laughs> characters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How far we've come. <laughs> How far we've come. That's funny. Cool. Thanks for the email. That's great. Yeah, thanks. Uh, our next email is from, oh, I remember this one. Flavored Condemns. I've emailed once before as try again, ha, 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 ha. When I put forth my opinions regarding League having e-girly slash cringe aesthetics, uh, but the competitive gameplay keeps me coming back. A- another listener had some long-winded reply I didn't bother looking at. I think you guys said he wrote an essay or something. No idea why someone would waste their time doing that. But anyway, I bring this up because I have a question. Am I putting myself at a competitive disadvantage by turning voice lines off? Question number two, how to deal with junglers who can invade me at level two to three when playing scaling junglers like Diana, Shaco, Lilia. Uh, if I can power farm, I typically pop off, but these early invades can be tilting when lanes don't collapse. Besides tracking and avoiding obvious pathing, what do you, do you have any tips? Defense, defensive wards seem 50-50 and I'm at a loss uh, as to what to do, what else to do. Elo is low gold. Question three, I started playing uh, Slay the Spire after you mentioned it last week. Uh, and I'm having trouble beating the game as the fourth character with stances. I've been trying to go with mantra builds, but it seems like I need perfect item RNG to get through tier three. Any tips on OP builds for that character? Uh, thanks for the pod, boys. Keep up the good work. Sorry for the length of my blank. Cheers, flavored con- uh, condemns. Um, yeah. All right. So let's question- start from the top with the, yeah. the easiest one. Um one, I don't know if you're memeing or not about not listening to that person's response at all, but it was a good if response. You are, it was a good response, yeah. It was a good response. And even if you, you know, completely disagree with that person, give them the benefit of at least like hearing out their logic and mm-hmm. what they have to say. And then if you <laughs> still at the end of it say, I disagree, that's that's totally fine. Anyway, are you putting yourself at a competitive disadvantage? by turning voice lines off. Maybe like if it's 1%. just voice lines, no. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like I... so the idea is that, like, it's another tell for everything, right? Um, that being said, you have visual tells, you have, like, audio tells. A voice line, a lot of characters have voice line tells for stuff. That being said, it's one of the 17 million tells that are in the game, so I don't think it's usually going to matter, but... Yeah, like, for... and... Voice line versus like the actual sound effect yeah. and animation of the ability are different. Yeah. So, like, if you if you turn off voices, 
you still hear Nocturne say like darkness yeah. when he ults because that's mm-hmm. that's the sound effects of an ability. Oh, maybe the, I, I I was thinking that some abilities also have like both. So I was thinking like the one that comes to me in my mind is Evelyn Charm. When she charms you, it also plays her voice line like the 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 whatever the fuck she says, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I always in my head when I think of that ability, I think of the voice line, not the thing. But maybe that would just be still there if. Because it's part of the ability. I don't I know. Believe that that would still play that cue. I, I I would have to test it, but as far as I know, if you turn off character voices, it means you won't hear slash laugh slash taunt slash joke. Hmm. You won't then hear you- them when you issue like a move or attack command. But I don't think it it interfects or it affects ability sound effects at all. Um, if you're right about should, that, then 100 percent it should never make any of like difference for you. Like, yeah, at all. but if you do that, you're kind of cringe because cool players spam laugh, and you should True. be hearing that. I I do think there are some cases like so. Obviously, having the most information possible is good, right? That's definitely the way to go. Um, I'm I'm thinking of like specific examples where you're not sure if a character used an ability. Um, for instance, like, uh, I, I know that a Samira can cancel a Lee Sin kick, um, the knockback portion of it by using her own knockback. Um, so, so like hearing Lee Sin use his ult could be a, a, a good tell in vi- like it, at, at, just as a specific scenario. Um, once where... again, that's assuming that it would get rid of that voice line, which we're not. Yeah. I, yeah. Sure I guess like, <laughs> yeah, not a hundred percent sure, but um yeah like like you guys are saying very rarely you know not not most of the time i'm sure you're fine yeah cool next is um do you have any uh tips for uh besides trap sorry where is this question how did you deal with junglers that invade me at two or three um when playing ap junglers like diana shaco or lilia um so obviously characters that kind of like are a little bit more susceptible to invades um it says besides tracking or avoiding obvious pathing <laughs> those are the two things that you do to do that um like you yeah so a lot of it is once again this is harder the lower elo you are because people don't really have the same thought process but at higher elo for example if you're playing someone who's going to get invaded you're playing a mind game with the other jungler you want to jungle opposite of them so you want to jungle so that you're both starting um opposite buffs um so that they're going to be on the opposite side of the map so when you go go for ganks or whatever they're not counter ganking you or mm-hmm. uh whatever and then you're inv- you're warding so they can't invade you when you go for your other buff uh that being said, at lower elo, it's kind of just that doesn't really apply because they can start kind of wherever and they can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> but that's kind of how you do it. That's kind of the extent of it, right? There's nothing else you can do other than telling your team, hey, I'm playing a weak character and they're playing a strong character and they're probably going to invade me. <laughs> like, Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, there, there I think is a little bit more nuanced than just that. But I mean, you know, <laughs> to immediately address the, the question besides tracking and of like tracking them and avoiding their pathing that that is what you do that's how you have to do it um you know to start i would probably re-examine your notions of like who's weak and who's strong at invading mm-hmm. or clearing their own jungle because like uh, of these i don't think any of these characters are particularly susceptible to invades so diana's for the most out of those three i think because i think lily just gets out of stuff really free and i think shaco gets out of stuff really free as well like i think it's the main thing 
Yeah, I think the I think the idea is like like specifically on Shaco, if you don't have boxes set up, you know, you yeah. could get kind of shafted. You know, if you're playing mm-hmm. Diana and you don't have access to like all of your abilities, you know, she is kind of weak, like level two. Um, but I mean, I mean, I don't know. Sack sack that part if you feel that threatened. I mean, going down like two camps isn't going to be yeah the most ideal but it's also not the worst literally just yeah, frame so, one I mean, go to like, the other side it, of the map <laughs> like, as 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 like yeah the immediate thing is like losing one camp or half a camp is not nearly as bad as as dying um but like right so, so several of the options is like you're gonna you, you, you let's say you're in a situation where you've looked at what jungler you're playing and what jungler they're playing and you've determined like this game i might be very susceptible to invades yeah some of the immediate questions you're going to have to answer are like what lane is going to have like should have priority or just does currently have priority you know if your mid laner is stuck under their tower with 20 minions they're not going to respond if you get invaded um because they can't mm-hmm. um you know that that's something that should be considered Knowing those other characters' clear speeds and your own clear speeds is another big one, as well as like common pathings. And it's, you know, easy to say, oh, just know, you know, every character's clear speed for every path, right? That That's an easy thing to do. Like, I know that if Lee Sin goes blue buff, gromp, red buff, he'll be done with red buff at exactly X time. You're like, mm-hmm. no, that's not easy to do. Um, but like, if you have a pretty general idea of, you know, if they take one camp, two camp, three camps, when will they be done and, and when can they be somewhere? You can plan around it. And then if you are, again, ultra concerned with being invaded, right, you can place an early ward before your first camp and guarantee that you can clear one side of your jungle without being invaded. Like, there's there's really no way that uh, that someone can get into your jungle and and stop you from taking one side of it without you knowing um yeah like right your your first camp is free you've got your your dueling there your second camp you should be fine and again if they are if they're doing a one camp and coming to invade that's where your first ward will spot them mm-hmm. and you can just leave you know okay maybe if you went like red raptors and then down to krugs and then they did did like blue gromp and then came to invade your krugs you might not see them but that's really unlikely um i would i would just look into like common jungle pathing um there's there's a lot of guides out there for that kind of stuff um and again you know if you are really highly concerned about invades like ask your support toward the tri brush or you know the the bush the bush on the back of your red buff use your ward early just contest something or you know take a really safe path plan around whatever hp you clear at right where it's like if your character can do a full clear but they do a full clear and they leave at 200 health maybe you don't do that in a game against Elysian. maybe you do a quick three camp into scuttle where you're at like 75 80 percent health and you can reassess things mm-hmm. yeah I mean, those are all options, right? Where, again, you're talking about, like, these power farming scaling characters, and that's, I think, one thing that that can happen a lot of times is, you know, oh, I want to power farm, and sure, I can can clear and do, like, a six camp 
but I'm going to be low and then get invaded and die. You know, if you just did a three camp and then, you know, maybe reset and grab boots, you're not really susceptible to invades the same way. Mm-hmm. For sure. Awesome. And, awesome. and final question. Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire. Okay. So fourth character, um, which is like the monk archetype, the watcher. Um, <laughs> so there's a couple different deck builds that are good on the watcher um you know I, I would say general tips for that character anytime flurry of blows is available as a card pick it every single time um it's one of their best cards um i would say generally uh, the mantra builds and trying to get enlightened is not the most consistent um, I, I think stacking flurry of blows and just going between calm and rage is generally much more consistent. Um, you know, the the builds that try and use omniscience is pretty inconsistent. Um, if you ever get access to the card Vault, which lets you just take another turn, that one's stupidly good. Um, and then managing how you play your miracle and your stances is really important um you know getting that extra mana on a turn when you need it can be really important and again not ending a turn in rage whenever possible is is really important because taking double damage is just brutal um as well i'm forgetting the name i think it's like there's a picture of like a palm on the card where it's like every time you hit the opponent you get block that card is also stupidly good because you can it synergizes really well with flurry of blows so hopefully Hell yeah. that is uh some some helpful tips for the watcher i'm, I'm surprised i remember that much because i haven't played slay the spire in months and the watcher sucks only played defect no the watcher is so <laughs> fucking fun Nice sucks. So good. Um, next email is from Mr. Lover. Yeah. Mr. Lover says, Hello, friends. Let me start off by saying that I'm not someone who subscribes to the Riot Buffs Champions for Skins philosophy. However, I do think that Riot is a smart enough company to make good business around their balancing. This is specifically in reference to Jinx. Uh, you, Nick, mentioned on the pod that you... Uh, looked over Jinx's nerds nerfs nerfs since she's been the premier AD carry and didn't find much and that it seems like Riot is fine leaving her strong and I think that you're right let me elaborate I know you have a somewhat similar philosophy to me in that teams pro teams specifically just pick the strongest AD carry and while this seems obvious it isn't always the case in other lanes Every other lane or role has many different classes or styles that they can bring to a team, and while there is some variance in AD carry, such as hyper carry, utility, lane bully, etc., it really just comes down to who does the most damage. If the best AD carry gets nerfed, teams will just move on to the next biggest number without the meta changing. So from a business perspective, Riot knows that teams will just pick the best AD carry. Why not let it be one that's the face of their show? Uh, mm -hmm. and their ambassador to other games. It isn't a case like nerfing support tops that would shift the meta or knocking down a zero's number which changes how everything is done in mid lane. Riot just had a chance to pick the AD carry that's going to be played the most, and while they don't want her to be egregiously overpowered, business-wise they might as well let her be the one on center stage. 
Uh, there's more in-depth reasons behind this point, but I don't want to drag this on too far, so uh, sorry for letting it get this long already, Mr. Lover. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about that a fair bit. I think it's the same with, like, a lot of video games, though. Like, even look at Valorant, right? Like, the face of Valorant is Jet, and Jet is really, really fucking good, and she's been really fucking good. It's not like they haven't nerfed her, but they also don't want her to see zero play because mm-hmm. she's the face of the game. So if someone gets into the game, they go, oh, that's the that's the character from the cover, and then they want to turn on competitive Valorant. Oh, both teams are playing the character from the cover. <laughs> like, Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just good for the game, right? Like... Interesting. Just in yeah, all games, yeah, I, but I, I, I do. I mean, that does make sense, and and kind of like what I wanted to highlight because I mean, it it would be weird for for most other characters to to ha- have not received the nerfs that Jinx hasn't. I guess. Yeah. So, awesome. Thanks, Mister Lover. Next email is from Casey Stranger. I don't think there's a single right answer to this question but he's curious for our opinions uh with 159 champs in league every champion would have a have to have about a 6.3 percent pick rate if they were picked evenly if that actually happened would it be an indicator of healthy champion balance and diversity or do you think that some imbalance in popularity is not merely inevitable but good for the game as a follow-up at what point would you say a champion's pick rate is too high or too low casey stranger who um i think this have to be tied in with pick ban rate by the way i don't think pick rate alone is yeah. ever, like an issue mm-hmm. um it's more like if pick and ban together are over like 30 percent is probably an issue you know what i mean yeah i, I was gonna say i, I think 33 40 maybe is, yeah something like yeah that. It, like if, it, if it's being pick or banned in a third of every game it's probably an issue like it's probably too strong yeah and right like there is a difference in whether it's a pick or a ban but i do think that adding them together for a quick one-stop reference is generally a pretty easy way to go about it yep um Mm -hmm. right like if a character has you know 40 percent ban rate and then in the games that they aren't banned is only picked like 10 percent of of those remaining games right it means that the character might not be really good but that people hate playing against it yeah, they're not fun. They're fun. also annoying to play against. Yeah, yeah. And the opposite is the same, right? If the character has really high pick rate and a really low ban rate, that's not a bad thing, man. People like playing this character, and no one really dislikes playing against it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we were in a world where every character's pick rate was the same, would yeah. that be an indicator of a healthy champion balance and diversity? I don't think so. I mean, balance probably diversities iffy like i mean i mean it, it would be the most diverse right you you literally yeah. can get more diverse than that and like but but i guess diversity and balance in terms of league isn't you know isn't i i don't know if riot should be aiming for that because there are yeah. going to be some characters that will inevitably be more popular you know yasuo yone are probably <laughs> like probably never going to fall too far down the list of, of popular characters and that's probably a good thing i mean uh, like right can market those those you know those champions uh they are inevitable like inherently hard to balance so having more data points to them is, is really good um so i i don't i don't know it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting question for sure yeah i would i would say that some imbalance there is pretty inevitable and I, I do think it's good for the game. Like, again, I would love to see a lot of characters get get brought up. You know, yeah. I, I don't think course. every character is going to have a six percent, but 
I would I would love to be in a world where like no character was under two percent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there's there's going to be you know again, it's a game with a whole bunch of different champions, a whole bunch of different players with different play styles and things that they like to do. There's always going to be certain characters that that draw more players to them, and I think that that's totally fine. Um, but but yeah, I would I would say generally I would like to maybe see some characters on the lower end come up. Um, oh yeah, of course. I mean, we, we you know I I don't know if we should aim for perfect balance in in terms of like pick rate. Um, but yeah, definitely like focusing on like why why isn't Swain being picked? Okay, we can see that he's kind of like, yeah kind of falls in, in in between the cracks of like two certain play styles okay let's take a look at him and like using that for balancing would be uh, i don't know a good a good starting you know starting step yeah and i think that right yeah hitting stuff on on either end of the spectrum is, is definitely how they've been going at it where if something is 99 percent pick ban they nerf it if something is you know 0.001 percent pick they probably buff it or rework it yep um, you know, that's how to do it. I, I, I don't think approaching a perfect 6.3% is the goal. You know, maybe it should be like, we're trying to keep every character in a window between like 2 and 10% pick man rate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that would be a, a much more realistic metric to go for. And again, you have to consider more things where it's like, if x character is 20 percent pick rate zero percent ban rate is that a problem or is that just a really fun character mm-hmm. yeah, i think it's fine yeah. I, I all 80 carries always fall into that like Jin's the biggest pick to ban rate ratio right now it's 20 percent pick rate uh two percent ban rate because mm-hmm. people don't ban 80 carries because they don't they're never frustrated by playing as 80 carries like for the most part uh, obviously that's like there are examples but like they're obviously high pick rate because people play them and it's like they're the only thing played in that one role so yeah it's fine it's not bad for the game good question thank you casey yeah thank you awesome next email is from max and mox hello league cast friends what it do it's your boy max and mox back at it again with another email first off i would like to apologize for my absence from emails and the discord once spring split for proving grounds finally ended i actually had time to breathe so i decided to take a little hiatus from league in general and I have to say that the few weeks, uh, that that few weeks was extremely refreshing. But I'm glad to be back. So I have a question. While on hi, hi- yeah, can't speak. While on hiatus, I rehashed my passion for single-player storytelling games. Recently played through Firewatch and Haven and had an absolute blast. Also, Haven isn't a very popular game, but it's absolutely fantastic. Though the combat may be simplistic, the movement, story, and romance of the game makes it all the worth um but now for my question do you have any other recommendations for single player games i've been told elden ring but at this point i'm not looking for a game to truly have to try hard to beat i respect anyone for beating souls type games no matter how they play them but they aren't for me or they aren't for men <laughs> i think you no, for, for men yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, i apologize for the long email but i've had a few weeks off and i'm sure you all have missed me feel free to shorten the email by the way with all the love in the world max and mox i think uh, aiden i'm gonna defer to you because you play the most you play a lot more than me at least yeah uh i would say the best thing to do is um 
message me on Discord, or I think I already have, I have a link somewhere in Discord, but I have a thing called it's uh, ggapp.io, which is a list of every game I've ever played, and it's 485 games. Um, oh. And I have a list in that list, uh, which is uh, called Please Play These Games, and then Near Perfect Games that I didn't necessarily think everyone would enjoy, but if you do enjoy, then you'll be an e- it'll be an easy 10 out of 10. And I think both those lists are really, really good for <laughs> my, like... Uh, games so on the list that's called near perfect games that i don't necessarily think everyone would enjoy but if you do then you it'd be an easy 10 or 10 is like stuff like kingdom hearts god of war melee shit like that right but then please play these games is i don't understand how people wouldn't enjoy these games and i would recommend anyone i know play them um and there's only five games on that list um and they are the witness which is my favorite game of all time outer wilds which is fucking one of my favorite games of all time inscription which I recommended to, I think I've got three different other people to play from our Discord, and every single person said it's fucking insane. Cuphead, which that one probably could be on the other list, just because I think that mm-hmm. just run and gun hard shooters could actually just not be a 10 out of 10 game for someone. But that being said, it's just so fucking well done. And the last one's Hades, which I, I also think that I don't I don't understand people, how people couldn't enjoy that game. But <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm glad yeah. that I got two out of your five there, because I was like, I know he's <laughs> going to have Inscription and The Witness on this. Yeah. Uh, outer wilds is fucking crazy hades is like fucking insane um cuphead's definitely probably the lowest one on that list but i, I love cuphead um but i play any of those games they're fucking crazy or just ask me about stuff or just go to this like list i can link it in discord again for people to find because it has my ratings for 485 games that's crazy actually so um, have you beaten all of them or just played enough to know i have beaten does it show me if i like, click on this i've beaten 367 games jesus christ yeah, I've uh, abandoned 78 games. <laughs> I've shelved 22 and I've 100%ed uh actually I have that in a different category, oh, wow. but is that called? I've 100%ed like two games total ever in my life. Yeah, I haven't I've have not uh 100%ed very many, that's for sure. Yeah. Sorry, it's, it's 13. Very very few still. games for me. <laughs> what was the first yeah. game you guys 100%ed? Uh, Assassin's Creed 2. Well, that's a good one. Mine is uh, great. Oblivion. Um, I'm trying to think about like I feel like it probably happened before hundred percenting was like properly <laughs> a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like probably Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, where it was like you know beat every single mission, find every single hidden thing, like get the high yeah. score on every like if that counts. I don't know. Yeah, it. no, that's that's kind of exactly what it is. Because Assassin's Creed yeah. Two, you have to catch get all those feathers. Um, what a nightmare, uh, by the way. And I, I got all those, and I don't even fucking remember what you get for it. So that goes to show you. I think you get a, like a stupid cloak. Yeah, I think it's a cloak. Yeah, I don't even think it looks good. Um, remember so correctly. Nick, do you have any single player games to recommend? Um, I mean, I mostly just play like the AAA single player games that come out. I'd have to, I guess, look at my list and and figure it out. I I I'll shill for the Souls games just because I think they offer something that other games really don't, and and that's like a lot of depth in something that is like pretty simple on the surface. Uh, you know, it's it's a, a, essentially a, a rhythm game where you have one turn and the boss is eight turns, and you have to figure out like, okay, it's safe now. Um, and I think the best entry into that is is Sekiro, to be honest. Um, the the more I'm like removed from that game, I guess it, the the more fond I become of it. I think that game is like 
is is pretty close to perfect uh a, a really great introduction to the souls games uh and mm-hmm. i would absolutely recommend it to anyone who's interested oh yeah, yeah. um I, I guess for me i haven't played a ton of like story-based games um i'm i'm a sucker for roguelike games so ftl um for the king binding of isaac are some of my favorites into the breach rogue legacy all of those are great times if you enjoy roguelike games oh yeah nice uh thanks max and mox next email is from dippy there was a reddit post recently suggesting that league remove boots from the game their argument was that smite did it and replaced it with level scaling movement speed for all characters and everyone loved it i like the idea because uh 1100 gold for moves movement speed and a certain stat is boring i think many of the boot upgrades serve an important role and would need some sort of replacement but i think those replacements would be more interesting additions to the game it would also make items like aether wisp and zeal more important would this be a good idea? Would it just increase the damage uh, creep I complained about last week? What would happen to Cassiopeia Dippy? Um, I guess backwards, Cassiopeia would just get a new passive. Um, yeah. But I, I don't, I don't, I kind of, so I like the idea of, of removing uh, boots. I, I don't think it's terrible. Um, I do think you, like your reasoning is a bit off. I don't know if it would make like Zeal and Aether Wisp and things like, um, Oh God! What was the tenacity item that no one purchased, but everyone? Moon, I guess. Moon, Zephyr, Moon Zephyr. Some, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I do, I do. Yeah, any of the any of the tenacity items, like no one purchased those items. Yeah. Um, so there, there used to be Zephyr and Moonflare Spellblade is the one you were trying to come up with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Moonflare was dropped a lot earlier than Zephyr, and then Zephyr eventually dropped. It was like eighty attack speed tenacity and like 10 percent movement speed yeah and uh, no one bought it except for six item 80 carries yeah um it's just i i think it would lead to people just not purchasing those items um because they would be less inherently less valuable than like a phantom dancer a an essence reaver you know an infinity edge um to where like i i really just don't see people buying those items i guess yeah I, I agree. It's it's tough. Like I, I think they definitely could remove boots and have everyone just get movement speed throughout the game. Um, I I think that then oh, having like everyone. Yeah, I agree. Like they could do that. I, I movement speed items would probably be at about the same level of strength. Like movement speed is a very good stat. It's a very strong stat. And you can see that when characters get like plus five base movement speed, that they, they like it, it tends to actually really affect them. Um, I, I don't know if it needs to be done. If they did, though, I would be interested to see if they added, you know, some kind of replacement item. I think to me, I would much rather see instead of them removing boots go back to the system with like boot enchants um and i think maybe rework it where you know you've got your your basic you know brown shoes for 300 gold you can maybe like once you're level six you can upgrade them once you're level like 11 you can purchase a second an enchantment and maybe like at 16 purchase another enchantment 
I, I don't know if that's necessarily the, the perfect way to do it, but I think that you could put a lot more interesting stuff onto that boots slot. And if you cap it behind like game time or level or something, you can balance it a lot more easily. Cause I think that that's one of the issues with it is that like boots can be obscenely strong for how cheap they are. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you, if you have a bad fight at level one and their support gets a double kill comes with mobies and starts ganking everywhere from like two minutes yeah. into the game. Like that's just fucked. And it, it completely changes the way that game is played. Um, which is where if you did make boots maybe stronger and they had like different types of enchantments and other stats, you know, you, you could prevent some of that um, while also not having to, you know, consider selling boots at six items because, well, I can, you know, trade it for a Phantom Dancer to vastly increase my DPS. Mm -hmm. For sure. I, I think it's, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, I don't know. I guess like my my argument against like uh, the removal because it would make other items valuable like you're not buying sunfire because it gives you tenacity right you're buying sunfire because of the the effect that it gives you like the passive the stats things like that and i think that's like that is the reason that it like the items were previously unused like no one bought zephyr because they needed tenacity they just bought it because it was their sixth item yeah and, and I, because I it gave movement speed enough to somewhat make up almost make boots. up boots yeah yeah but it was more because like oh okay i can get more stats and kind of yeah. keep my move speed For, not because yeah. like i i need the tenacity so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go merc treads and zephyr as my first item yeah. rush mm -hmm. yeah right that was that was never the case and, and i think again you know in this world if if boots are gone you know maybe there is an item that's and it's basically just boots by another name but it's like if you have any item that's primarily movement speed is the stat like that just becomes the new boots and then other items is nice that they have movement speed but again it's tough because they'll, they'll be balanced in such a way that you know if they give a lot of movement speed they probably don't give a whole lot else mm -hmm. um yeah. yeah thanks for the email dippy yeah next one is from brybump What's up, Leadcast? I'm sorry, what's good, Leadcast? I've only written in one time, but I felt inclined to write in as I have recently began playing the Misfortune build that was discussed a few weeks back. Nice. I mained jungle for a long time, but I feel as if the role gets stale and I don't enjoy it as much as one-shotting people when you hit that third item on MF. In addition to MF, I've also played Senna AD carry when she's banned. Uh, my question is... Uh, why is Senna an underplayed AD carry? Her scaling is absolutely insane. The slow on her Q makes her lane bully when playing with an engaged support. Also, what is another build for a meta champion that is not currently played? Thanks for the great content. I look forward to it every week. Yours truly, Brybump. Um, so, why isn't Senna a super common AD carry? I think it's just like that she's, that she's better as a support yeah you can yeah. just do the same thing from the support role um and eventually you get to be just as strong as you would in the 80 carry role um not not to mention that i actually don't think her early game is that strong if you're an 80 carry the benefit of like senna support is that you don't have to focus on last hitting and harassing you can just throw out abilities harass like auto attack on cooldown 
you know, Q through a wave to heal up your your ally plus damage them plus get a soul like and, and all that time you're still getting more more souls than you would be if you were farming um which is really what you need she she scales much harder with like souls than she does with any like i guess one particular item um and, and then i think she she takes a while to scale if you are in that 80k role like you really she doesn't really feel brokenly op like most other 80 carries do until she's at like 120 souls ish uh, and at that point, the game is is probably over. Um, that, I, I think that's why. I mean, I do think she's a really good support, but she is fucking infuriating to play with. So make sure you're playing a duo with someone yeah, who, who I, doesn't I've, mind. I've taken to banning Senna every game while playing AD Carry. Yeah, it's, she's not just not a fun... Yeah. She's not a fun support to play with because she she doesn't function like a support. She just functions like another eighty carry. Yeah, her her mission in lane and in the game is to stack up as many souls as possible, with no regard for how many times yeah. you get dove and die. Um, I, I feel like that's an issue with a lot of supports, and like I think one of the reasons why people hate like AP mage supports, mm -hmm. right? Where it's like. I'm not playing Velkaz to help the other person in my lane. I'm doing it to deal damage and become a threat in late game fights. So if you're the AD carry in that lane who's used to having like a tank to peel them or an enchanter to heal them, you're just like, great. Yeah. Now I'm stranded in it and don't become a character for 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. What's another build for a meta champion that's not currently played? Uh, I mean, that's that's a such a broad question. I have no idea. I mean... Uh, you'll have to you'll have to wait until next week when we talk about uh, uh, Swain probably. So yeah, yeah, I I I would I guess maybe say Shivana because like she's a, a meta adjacent character, mm -hmm. and there are a dozen good builds on Shivana. Yeah. Right, like you can go you can go Frostfire into Demonic. You can go Nashers and Chem Tank. You can go full AP with like Dark Harvest, Night Harvester. You can go AD with like Conqueror, Blade of the Ruin King. You can just go like full tank. You can go on hit. Like there's a million ways to play Shivana. You can play mm -hmm. her top. You can play her jungle. You can play her AP mid. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. I think that she's one of the few characters that actually has a multitude of viable builds. Mm -hmm. I guess Kaisa is another good one where it's like her meta build has been the yeah. Muramana into Ludens, but her Kraken build is still nuts. She's very uh, versatile for sure. Yeah. yeah thanks, thanks. Bump. Our last email is from Belshazzar. We, we're going to go through this one quick so we can fit it. Uh, Haley Boy, Zonia's Jarvan is becoming more and more common. A Masters Vi player started building Zonia's despite having no AP ratios. The stopwatch active is much more powerful on diver engaged characters than mages. Uh, GA can be more powerful than Zonia's, but its long cooldown makes the item arguably worse. His question. BKB, a.k.a. Black King Bar, is a uh, Dota item that gives spell immunity for 9 seconds. Uh, that does scale down to, I think, I think 4 seconds. Uh, after each use, it, it loses a second. Uh, it's super game warping and mandatory on carries. What do you think about a nerfed version that lasts for three seconds, silences and disarms the user, and has 60% gold efficiency tank focus stats? Uh, Bail Shazar. Um, 
I don't really know if B, if BKB would work in league because uh, I don't think divers would would purchase it like that. Um, uh, it is it is weird because Zonius is being purchased just for the active, and that would be a really good active. Um, yeah, but you, you I... can still get so so the issue with BKB is you still can be auto attack. You can you can take physical damage, and there are spells that pierce BKB, so it's not like immunity like the way that Zonius is. Um, so I, I don't I don't know if that if your if your proposed version would work. Obviously BKP would be sick in the game, it'd be broken. Yeah, I I think that this item, like if you did put it into the game, I think would be super strong. Um I I think that realistically probably what I'd rather see is like you know, take another look at um titanic or no what is the the armor and magic resist item that gives you a mega shield oh uh stone plate gargoyle stone plate gargoyle stone plate yeah i i mean i would rather have them revisit that and have that as an option that's good for tanks and find a way to make it not so good for bruisers um, mm -hmm. because bruisers get to have death stance and guardian angel. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like what you're describing is, is the intent of gargoyle stone plate is like jump in and be very tanky, but you're just, it's, it's not as good as like Sonya's by any means. Yeah. I, I, I think that my, my personal biggest gripe with Sonya's is that, Getting access to it is pretty cheap. What is it? A twenty six hundred gold item? Yeah. Um, it's not 2, like twenty eight hundred. Yeah. Twenty? Is it twenty eight? Okay. Twenty eight. So, yeah. I mean, it's not terribly gold efficient, but it's not terribly gold inefficient. Um, but the active is just the the best active in in the game, and it it needs some some downside to using it. The downside is supposed to be that you're stunned for two and a half seconds and yeah. you can't take any action. Um, but in reality, like. You're just you just use it and then wait two and a half seconds for your team to show up and that's a very yeah. like frustrating aspect to it i i personally would really really love to see um like your cool cooldowns. <laughs> yeah your cooldown frozen in it like mm -hmm. if you if you are in stasis <laughs> i've said it so many times like if you're in stasis in literally any other game you're immune to damage you, you, you like you can't do any damage and your cooldowns are frozen because you're stuck in time <laughs> yeah, so I, I think also the fact that like that your channels continue while you're in the stasis is huge, and it's something that League has built upon. Um, I think your your cooldowns not taking down during it would be a, a good thing to change Zonia's. I think making it shorter also would probably be worthwhile. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's just a obscenely good active. Um, yeah, as well as being able to access stopwatch for 650 i don't know i i think that they should take that away probably i i think that, that was a bad decision um should they lock it out to to so you can't purchase it after a certain time in the game <laughs> I, I just think that, that stopwatch shouldn't be mm. a component like yeah. if you want this yeah. game changing active buy a 2800 item like yeah if, if you want to do that buy the whole thing like you don't you don't get to buy like mini guardians angel for 800 gold that revives you with 100 health 
you just yeah, you should be able to you just get the item or you don't like mm-hmm. uh, the, i think that component is another big issue with the the hourglass <laughs> concept is like being able to purchase just stopwatch for 650 as a single use is yeah yeah or getting it for well, free once a game you can always join my um fuck stopwatch uh fuck zonia's team yeah um, you, 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 you know why they call numbers, it stopwatch yeah. right uh, because nobody gets to play the game because they just have to stop and watch okay and that's uh, all for league cast you, <laughs> you can uh send it to mail at leadcastpodcast.com watch us on twitch on uh, at keenlight at blue basket and at leadcast frost on twitter we at leadcast watch us or i guess check us out on facebook now watch us at leadcast visit our website leadcastpodcast.com join our discord uh, discord.gg forward slash leadcast and support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.